Alright, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Squad Tactica, episode 209. We are back after being sick, <laughs> in bed for an entire week with who knows what. I, I theorize it was allergies and the flu, my wife thinks it was the cold and the flu, but who knows. But uh, for the most part, we are back. I am feeling much better, so thank you to everyone for... Uh, your love and appreciation across the last week on uh, Discord and Facebook. I'm <clears throat> feeling a lot better. My throat is uh, still recovering, but we are going to do this podcast because I actually have a very special guest who came on. We did an interview talking about LVO, and that's actually going to be uh, primarily the big chunk of this episode. But uh, last week was Gamma. And we saw a couple things that I want to talk about, and I have a lot of thoughts on both Warcry and Elites. But before we get started, I absolutely want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Battlefoam and Discount Games Inc. As always, these are two companies that support the show. They have amazing staff, amazing customer support, and if you haven't checked them out, I highly recommend that you do. Battle Foam makes foam bags and foam casing for all of your models and miniatures. So if you're looking to travel to, you know, big conventions, say, you know, Adepticon, Nova, LVO, things like that, or, you know, you're just traveling down the street to your local shop, Battle Foam has amazing foam. They have amazing bags. They also have magnet racks. They're called magnet racks where you can magnetize, put little magnets on the bottom of your models. And then these racks just have tons of space where you can put the models on the rack. And then the rack is protected by a bag. So if you're not you know, a big fan of foam or you need you know easy access to your models, just all kinds of really amazing stuff from Battle Foam. So check them out at battlefoam.com. Highly recommend all of their products. And then Discount Games Inc., as always, you can get 15% off of your purchases. If you're looking for a bigger discount and you're buying in bulk, you know, you're getting a big purchase, you're getting ready for, you know, a Grand Prix or whatever. Or, you know, you're just really excited about some of these new things coming out, like <clears throat> Cough Shadow Spear. Anyways, if you're looking to get a bigger discount, send an email to j at discountgamesinc.com and tell him Sugi sent you, and he'll give you all the information on how to get a you know, bigger discount than 15% on your order. So these, yeah, these companies are great. I love Jay. I love, uh, I work with Billy from Battle Foam. They're just great people. Just a lot of fun. So anyways, let's talk a little bit about Warcry before we talk about elites. So for those of you who may or may not have known, Gamma is a trade show where they talk about uh, stuff coming up in the near future, so there's a lot of board game, card game, it's not like video game related, but it's um, analog gaming stuff. So Games Workshop was definitely there, and the two things that came out of this that are, I guess, pertinent for this specific podcast would clearly be Elites for Kill Team, which is an expansion, uh, but Warcry for Age of Sigmar is something that I've been interested in. So on a previous episode, I had uh, Evan Lewis on, who is an amazing Patreon, and he also has his own podcast called The Johto Cast. So if you're looking for uh, more things to listen to, especially Star Wars-related content, go check that out. But shameless plug, uh, we were talking a little bit about Age of Sigmar and their skirmish game. And Kill Team is an amazing game. And Squad Tactica is currently a Kill Team podcast, but realistically, the show is more or less about small skirmish games. And so 
right now it's focused specifically on Kill Team, but, you know, with Warcry and the Skirmish game, it could evolve. There could be, like, sub-episodes that talk about Age of Sigmar. I don't know where it's going, but we're not exclusively only forever just Kill Team. We'll have more information about Skirmish games as the show evolves. But the interesting about Warcry that a lot of people have been kind of back and forth on is the big question mark, what the heck is it? So Gamma gave us just a little bit of information about what the game is, and you can check it out on the Warhammer community website. I'm sure at this point, if you're listening to the show, you've probably seen something about it. And essentially, it is a skirmish combat in the mortal realms focused on the cults of chaos. Now, I don't know the Age of Sigmar lore, so I'm not sure if cult is the correct word, but it just focuses on, I guess, the tribes. I'm reading from this, um, you know, advertisement from the Warhammer community website, the tribes of chaos. So there are new rules. It is not exclusively a skirmish game where you can bring your Skaven and I can bring my tree folk, or you can bring your chaos and I can bring my night haunts. You can't just bring whatever model you want to Warcry. Apparently this rule set is going to be currently exclusive to just chaos. Now, it could be good, could be bad. There's a couple thoughts I have on the matter. First thing is there is technically a skirmish rule set. So for those of us who are, you know, playing kill team and are loving it, but who want to get into quote unquote fantasy or age of Sigmar, those rules technically exist. Now, albeit they're not kill team rules, you know, they're, they're not in a core manual and they're not, I don't know how to put it. Like the, the core manual right now for kill team has the rules and it has the factions and it has all the tactics and all those things. And from what I understand, the skirmish rules are just kind of like rules on a piece of paper. So it's not a core rule book. There's no specific tactics. There's not a specific point limit. It's kind of like the opposite of kill team right now. So kill team right now is like, Hey, do you want to play? Uh, we'll use death guard, for example. Okay, cool. Well, you can play with poxwalkers or regular death guard. Here are some of your weapon options. Here are some of your point choices. You have leaders, you have specialists, and then you go from there. So it's, it's a very fixed amount of variables. You can only pull from what's in the core rule book. From what I understand with skirmish, based on the limited amount I've read. So if I'm incorrect, feel free to let me know in the comments below. But from what I've read with the Age of Sigmar rules, uh, there is no, it's a little bit wider. So there's no specialists. You don't have like a leader giving you command points to do all the things you could do with tactics and kill team. You can pull from whatever models you want. There is a point limiter. There's, there's like a threshold that makes it so things aren't crazy. So it's a skirmish game. Um, but you don't have specialists, you don't have a leader, you don't have your commander roster, you don't have only a specific amount of models available to you based on what the rulebook says, you just play with the points allowed. So it's kind of like, you know, the opposite, from what I understand, it's kind of like the opposite of Kill Team, like you have a lot more flexibility, but a lot less specialization. So with all that being said, you could in theory play Age of Sigmar in a kind of more free flowy game. But with Warcry, they're going to present something new, something different. We don't know what. 
And that's kind of the interesting thing. Now, I'm going to be attending Adepticon with a lot of people. So there's going to be a Games Workshop presentation. A lot of people suspect we might get more information about Warcry. Um, in previous uh, Adepticons, they've had demos of games that they were selling later in the year. Now, Warcry comes out during the summer. So that could mean uh, March, April, May, June, July. So we're not technically that far away. So, like... The, the hopes and dreams would be you go to Adepticon and War Cry is available for demo. If it happens, great. If it happens, that's fine. I mean, that would just be icing on the cake. And we'll see. I'll be there to cover it. We'll just have to wait and see what Games Workshop has to reveal. But I'm very excited. Uh, but definitely War Cry is not Age of Sigmar kill team um, just kind of lifted from the, the 40k universe and thrown into the AOS universe. This seems to be its own different thing, its own different game, its own different identity. And that could be good, it could be bad. A lot of people are asking during the Gamma reveal on Facebook, hey, can I play with the models I own? And of course the Warhammer community response was very vague. It said, oh, you know, just wait for more information. Wait for more information. We're really excited. Wait for more information. So they didn't say no. They didn't say yes. I I don't know how to interpret that, but it would appear on the, you know, forefront, Warcry is going to be focused on chaos, and it might expand into other factions, but we'll have to wait and see. I would hope it's just a personal thing i would hope that Warcry is kind of like pokemon with you know you have your two different colors so this is the red version they're revealing Warcry, the myriad of tribes of chaos so bad guys only versus bad guys and then maybe at adepticon they're like Warcry. also good guys blue version and you have like your Stormcast Eternals and Lizardmen. I, I don't know if Lizardmen are good guys. I just have Lizardmen. So if they ever were like, hey, you can play Warcry with Lizardmen, I'm in. I already have these models, so cool. But uh, the reality is I don't think that's going to happen. But it'd be really cool if there's like two starter sets, like bad guys over here, good guys over here. Uh, so there's a little bit more inclusion for players. You're not forced to only play with the chaos tribes. I mean, the the, the community's kind of mixed on the subject, so we'll just have to wait and see. There's not too much more I can say that's really not just pure speculation and just hopes and dreams of what I would personally like to see come out of this game. I do like the fact that the models are exclusive to Warcry, kind of similar to Necromunda. Uh, however that could kind of haunt them in the end if Warcry is just chaos and Games Workshop only sticks to chaos and that's it. Like the entire game is just chaos versus chaos uh, because I don't care personally about chaos. Like I I'll play like Nurgle stuff because I'm liking Death Guard and I already have the paint scheme and I think they look cool with all the, you know, big fat guys with worms and tentacles and things coming out of them and, you know, the lore behind Nurgle, but... I don't know if Warcry will be pop. There's a lot of things I don't know. Like, will Warcry be popular? I don't know. Will I want to play Warcry? I don't know. Are the rules any good? I don't know. Is it faster than Kill Team? I don't know. 
<laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot of things I just don't know, but I'm excited to see it. And we're not really going to have to wait too long for it. Summer's just around the corner. It's Q2. So, you know, if it's a hit, great. We'll probably talk about it on the show in the future. If it's a dud, it's a dud. So uh, we'll see what happens at Adepticon. And, you know, as we get closer to the release, more information that Games Workshop gives us. All right. So let's talk about Kill Team Elites. This was... The big news coming out of Gamma for people who play Kill Team. So this was just the talk of the town. And the good thing and bad thing about being sick is you're kind of stuck in bed and you can't really do anything except read or watch YouTube videos or sleep. So while I was recovering, I was doing a lot of reading on both you know the Discord channel, Reddit, forums, just all across the board. And Elites, I think is a great reveal now there there's a lot of questions don't get me wrong that's what we're going to be talking about for you know a few moments here there's first of all a lot of speculation i'm just going to put that up front we don't have the rules we just got an announcement that this is coming we don't know when there's a lot of things we don't know there's a couple things i'm going to cover that we definitely do know and that's going to be there's a expansion you can definitely, based on what we've seen and what we've read, use Terminators, Crisis Battle Suits, uh, the Vanguard Space Marines from Shadow Spear, Mandrakes, striping, uh, Striking Scorpions. They're going to be adding a new faction, the Adeptus Custodus. So there's going to be a lot of stuff added. You've got um, Orcs getting another box set. The Thousand Suns are getting a Terminator box set. Um, there, there's just a lot of things going on here. So let's talk about what this means for the game. And then we'll talk about what the community had to say about it. So first off, this is an expansion. Is it optional? At this point, yes. There is nothing making itself clear that this is a forced core rule book this is a forced decision this is basically a similar book to commanders where you have the core rule book you have this expansion you can choose if you'd like to use the elite stuff but you don't have to now how that works with expanding the factions with adeptus custodus that i don't know because uh that that's like the tricky part so we have a new rule book we have a new rule set, and this specific faction is within this expansion. So they might have a specific part that's like, hey, you can use this section with the core rulebook to play Adeptus Custodus, and then if you're going to use Elites, you can open up these extra models. We'll just have to wait and see how that works. But the, the rulebook is basically going to expand the options for everyone which i think is exciting you're going to finally see more choices for each faction because you know if you're the gray knights you kind of have one if you're you know plague marines you have two you have poxwalkers and the plague marine itself so there's a lot of things that are exciting because first of all now mind you this is an expansion so we're talking 
as an expansion. We're not looking at this as a part of arena. We're not looking at this competitively. We're not looking at this forcefully where now elites and the core rulebook are tournament legal. We're just talking about it purely as an expansion. We're going to address those concerns here on the, the back half of this conversation. So up front, the things that excite me are, A, I have a bunch of models I'm not playing with right now. Hopefully elites will open up some of those models. I really am interested in Shadow Spear now because those models look hecka cool. I don't need the Chaos ones. That's kind of the the big downside for me is I would only really use the Primaris Space Marines. So I'm paying a lot of money for half of a box that I don't need or want. So, you know, got to figure that one out. But the fact of the matter is... The new box set that just came out is already kill team, quote unquote, playable once this box, this book comes out. That's incredible. We've really never seen that from Games Workshop where they actually prepared their rule books to match their product line releases. Normally it would be, here's a box, here's some models, here's some things. And then they'll shoehorn it in with, you know, an online FAQ or a white door for something. And, you know, it's cool. It's nice. But it's not, it's clearly not preconceived. They didn't think about both of those things happening at the same time. This is clearly a step up from Games Workshop where they've released Shadow Spear. And then on the heels of that, oh, hi, I'm Kill Team Elites. I have rules printed in me for the Shadow Spear Vanguard Space Marines. And for those of you who may or may not know about how printing and production works, uh, these things go to the publisher months and months in advance from when they actually show up on your store shelf. So this is not something they just randomly called the printer and said, oh, hey, can you put this in? Can you like shoehorn this in really quick? Like Games Workshop made the decision to put rules into this elites rulebook matching the shadow spear release and i think it's impressive personally I, I really think that is a testament to games workshop becoming a much better company than it used to be way back during fifth sixth edition and i can just hear the people listening who played back in that time shaking their heads going yes thank god it's so much better anyways that's just kind of something that impressed me that they had the foresight to not randomly predict, but the foresight to say, all right, we're going to release Shadow Spear, then we're going to release Elites, and you can play with these models out of the box if you want. Like, okay, cool. Good job, Games Workshop. You're smart. Anyways, so back to Elites. It gives you the opportunity to play with models you have that you currently can't play with. So, Terminators? <laughs> uh, Crisis Battle Suits. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. I believe in season one, if they ever allowed me to play with battle suits, I would probably go back to Tal because uh, those things are super fun to pose, but they're also really like, they're fun to paint. They're fun to pose. They're basically little mini Gundams. Um, their color schemes are fantastic. You have all these weapon options. Like the Tal crisis suits are just super fun to manipulate. Cause it's like, I can use a plasma cannon. I can use an assault cannon and a burst rifle missiles blah 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 it's really really fun they're they're really neat because they're so customizable they're not prohibitively expensive you can do um 
mandrakes we saw ogres uh like there's there's just so many new things coming into the kill team infrastructure that this book is opening up now we don't know what or who who's getting what we don't know if we don't know anything i mean like there's it's just a bunch of speculation at this point because i'm assuming this is a huge assumption I'm assuming the Space Marines are probably going to get more options than everyone else because, you know, it's just how things go. I'm assuming um, it's probably not going to be particularly balanced. That That's a random assumption. But, like, when I see this, when Arita came out, they were very exclusive and explicit about this is competitive... This is going to allow you to run tournaments. This is going to be a balanced experience. And Elites looks a lot like Commanders, where it's like, hey, here's the expansion. Have some fun. Go nuts. Play with your friends. If you want to buy it, great. If you don't want to buy it, great. It's up to you. Don't worry about it. So uh, just based on the marketing and the the advertisements and all that stuff, I would assume, similar to Commanders, it's probably not going to be balanced. Now, I could be wrong. I might have to eat crow, but who knows? We don't. We're just making speculation based on the announcement and what we anticipate. Uh, the third thing I do anticipate for Kill Team, I would expect this to probably go into the 150 to 200 point range. Now, once again, I could be wrong. We kind of speculated about Commanders, how that was going to go, and then you know they announced it was a 200-point game adding a Commander on. Now, this book specifically does not say anything about changing points. It doesn't say that you're going to play with more points. It doesn't say you're going to play with more models. It doesn't say anything. It just says, hey, we're elites. You have more units. Everybody gets more units. Everyone, which basically means everyone should buy this book. Because whatever army you play, you're going to get more stuff to play with. Um, you're going to have theme tokens, specialisms, lore, blah, 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 blah. So it's basically the exact same selling point as commanders. Hey, everybody gets commander. Hey, everybody gets elite. Hey, more specialisms, more blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. We're not going to touch on that because, you know, we'll do, we will do a review when the book comes out because, you know, I'm definitely getting this one. But... What does this mean for Kill Team? Well, I have a couple speculations. So, Commanders was built around the premise of a 200-point game. Cool. Kill Team was based around the premise of a 100-point game. Cool. Elites, I think, could be based around the premise of a 150-point game. Here's my speculation about why. A random... We'll just, we'll just pull a number out of a hat. Actually, this is a number that exists. So, a Space Marine is 12 points stock. Boom. Okay. Kill Team is 100 points. Well, if you have 12 points in one single Space Marine model, you can only feel like 5 or 6 with weapons until you start encroaching on that 80-90 point limit. That's not a lot of models. In fact, as we've seen in some of these bigger events, we generally want to see as many models on the table as we can. One, to limit our break check from happening early. Two, to be able to capture command points. 
because Kill Team is an objective-based game. And three, you definitely want to have some models on the table to use as tar pits. And what that term means is you take your five-point Tyranid model, your three-point Poxwalker, your four- five-point Orc Boy, and you throw it into combat with a 18-point space marine who's running uh you know a flamethrower or a plasma gun or you throw it into a big model that's really expensive and you lock them down for a turn or you lock them down for two turns if neither of you die and you just get really lucky so when you're playing at 100 points if you add elites into the system and you say it's only at 100 points here's a terminator well, I would expect that Terminator to be at like around 18 to 20 points stock with no weapons. And then if you start adding, you know, your power fist and maybe your storm shield or if the storm shield, you know, or, you know, your, your invulnerability, like there's a lot of factors that lead me to believe that a, a Terminator model should probably be really freaking expensive. With that being said, if your Terminator model is like 20-something points, out of 100, you, you're probably only going to be able to field like four. There is no earthly way you're going to do that because only four Terminator models is bad. You can't, you can't capture one of your points and contest other points with, you know, one Terminator sitting on your home base and the other three walking down the field you're probably going to lose, especially if you're playing with secondary objectives and you have all of these things that gain victory points as the game goes along. You're you're just not in a great place. Sure, you might have this giant walking mecha robot death man with a pew-pew gun, but that doesn't win games. Winning with victory points and holding down objectives does. So, I mean, like, that, that is an extreme case. Like, a Tau battlesuit... I don't know. I, I I still would expect that to be in the 18 to 20 point range. Like, I, I really don't know what the point differentials are, but I don't expect them to be as cheap as a space marine. Now, with orcs, that's a different story. Like, each faction has a different story, but I, I would anticipate that the elites are going to be more expensive than the traditional trooper. So why do I think it's going to be 150 points? Well... It's an excellent question. I'm glad you asked. couple reasons. One, uh, people on the Discord actually brought this up. 100-point uh, games are starting to kind of feel themselves out. The game has been out long enough where... Now, I, I will say the meta isn't like 100% solved. It's not 100% fleshed out. We don't have the answer for everything. Everywhere, every how, everyone. It's not... 100% figurated, we know everything, but we do have a pretty good guiding path for what works and what doesn't, but 150 points is something that people have brought up to be an interesting place where you can play with a commander, you can play with more models, you can invest a little bit more in some of your models. So if you're doing a narrative campaign, the 150 points opens up a little bit more options for your leveled up models to be, you know, hitting the table more often alongside your newer fire teams, 
150 points allows you to try new mixtures, new compositions. It also changes up how the game can be played because you have more points to finagle with. But with elites coming in and probably adding on a good 15 to 20% point cost to the models, this also means 150 points allows you to have a nice hybrid mixture of elite models that are more expensive and more powerful with your generic models that came in the core rulebook. Now, once again, this is pure speculation. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if it's not going to happen. But the other thing that made me wonder about it was the past weekend, which unfortunately I was sick and didn't get to go, uh, the Warhammer Citadel was playing a kill team uh, vigilist campaign where you brought a 150-point army with a commander and then a 35-point force. Now, why would they pick 150 points? That I don't know. It might have been arbitrary. It might have been for fun. It might have been for kicks and giggles. It might have been for time. There's there's a lot of reasons. I, I don't know why they just chose 150 points for the event. But I wouldn't be surprised if they are testing and using these players that came to the Citadel as guinea pigs for 150-point games, 150-point tournaments, 150-point elites. Now, once again, this is pure speculation. I can't say if it is or isn't how the game is going to shift. But in my head, it kind of makes sense just because... The elites are going to be more expensive. You don't need 200 points, but you don't want 110 points. So you just split the difference, 150 points. You have a few extra... You have 50 points. You have 50 points to play with new models. I don't think that's bad. I think that's a fair number. Your commanders aren't allowed in 150-point matches with elites. So on and so forth. Um, who knows? I could be completely off my rocker, and all of this is completely wrong. But it's just... You know, it's a game theory. I've been watching uh, game theory on YouTube a lot while I was sick. But it's it's a theory that might hold up. It might not hold up. But I suspect that 150-point local tournaments might become a thing. There's, there's a lot of really neat things about Warhammer games that I find to be amazing because you can do whatever you want. Like, the core rulebook is 100 points and Commanders is 200 but, you know, if you're bored and you're at your local scene and people are like, I want to do something different, talk to them about running a 150-point tournament. Why not? There's nothing wrong with that. It's not illegal. It's not immoral. It's not wrong. It's just different. Try it. See what people think. Let us know in the comments below what you ran, how the meta went, who won, what happened. Um... But anyways, I'm going to get off the 150-point kick. But that's just a suspicion. It may, it may not be reality, but... We'll see what happens. So let's talk about the community response to this announcement. So one of the big things that people were wondering and some people complaining, some people speculating about was the point of entry is too high for Kill Team. It's becoming too expensive. There's all these books. I don't want to I don't want to play. You know, they're, they're speaking from someone who may, you know, might, might be on a budget might be brand new, might be looking in from the outside and has no idea what's going on. And I think there's a couple of things that need to be addressed with that statement. First of all, Kill Team, as 
a game by itself is just at the current moment just the core rulebook everything else is 100% an expansion even arena all the rules for arena are still an expansion now as the tournament scene might shape arena might become more prominent but if you and your friend are playing at your local game store and you want to play kill team the only thing you have to buy is the rulebook and some models to play the game. That, that's literally it. So for people who are saying, oh, the, the price of, you know, the price point used to be super low. It's still super low. Well, there's, there's all these books. Well, yes, but they're expansions. Well, I have to buy all these books to, to stay up to date. No, you don't. You, you really don't. I think I might have played 10 games of Commander since it came out. I'm not playing a lot of Commander games. I own the rule book and I have some Commander models. And I enjoy it, but it's purely, and I mean purely, it's purely an expansion. There has, to my knowledge, in my area, not been a commander tournament. Like, with prize support, like, the the tournament that happened at the, the Citadel was not a, you know, pay $10, and if you win, you get a $100 prize pot, or you get, you know, a, a kill team army. Like, you know, it's not like some of these big events for 8th edition where... You know, you're paying big money and you're bringing big armies. I've yet to see a tournament that's 200 points. You have to play, bring a commander, blah, 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 blah. Everything has been a 100-point standard kill team from the core rulebook. So uh, the, the price point hasn't changed. The barrier of entry hasn't changed. Yes, I will address, you know, people saying, well, there's all these books. Yes, there are a lot of books, quote, unquote, a lot of books. Um, but... They're optional. That that's my big response. Is it's optional. Like I don't have Blackstone Fortress. I don't have Rogue Trader. Brr. I'm probably not going to buy them. My my friend Dave has Blackstone. It's a fun game, but I don't want to buy it. Um. I, the the reason I'm buying all these books realistically is to have reviews for you the listener to know is this worth your money uh, also i do like reading the fluff and i do like having all the options but uh if i was just playing if i was not a podcaster and i was just playing for the heck of playing i would just go to my friends and go hey are you guys buying commanders nope okay i'm not buying commanders either hey are you buying elites no okay cool i'm not buying elites either uh for me it's more or less what is my community doing if they're not buying elites I don't need it. I'm not going to buy it. And that's kind of how I feel about a lot of people who are afraid of elites and afraid of all these releases. I, I just want to remind you, your opinion is fine. Your opinion is valid, but it is still optional. So if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. You, you don't have to buy it. Uh, if you have a friend who buys it, just use your friends. If no one's playing with it, you saved your money. Uh, that's really all I have to say about that whole thing. Cause I know a lot of people in the community were just like, Oh, kill team is becoming, you know, like an RPG and you have to have all these books and you have to have all these things. And it's really expensive. And my, my, the reality is it's, it's only as expensive as you want it to be. And that's just always been my love for kill team. If you have the money, if you have the time, if you have the interest and you want to buy these books and you want to buy these expansions, you're free to do it. 
If you have no interest in it, or you don't want to, or you can't, then don't. And that's the best part. It doesn't actually, at this point, it doesn't actually affect how the game is played. Now, I will expect for a core update at some point, kind of like chapter approved, probably around November when the game is a year old. And at that point, you probably will have to buy a new rulebook. But if you're only buying a rulebook once a year, that seems pretty cheap, especially with like video games. Like in my mind, I play a lot of games. I play video games, card games, board games, games. So like Magic the Gathering, there's a new set coming out every three weeks or three months. I'm sorry, not three weeks. Thank God. Um, you have to buy cards to update. It's more expensive than a rulebook. Uh, with a video game, it's $60 every time you buy a video game. And you're buying video games pretty frequently. It's pretty much as expensive as a rulebook. But the thing is, like, your core manual... Uh, I mean, we like, like we haven't had an announcement for a new core manual. So if the core rulebook lasts for over a year, in my mind, you've gotten a lot of money for $40. Because if you split that by 12 months... That is less than $4 a month. And let's be honest, all of us eat out, drink coffee, watch Netflix, blah, blah, blah. We're spending way more than $4 a month on other things. So if a core rulebook gets reprinted every year and it's only $40, and that's the only thing you have to pay for to keep up to the current kill team, I still personally think Kill Team is very affordable. I digress, but the point I'm trying to make is for people saying the barrier of entry is getting higher and there's too many books and Kill Team is getting too expensive and what is Games Workshop doing? I want to remind you that these are just expansions. They're not forced. Anyone who says otherwise I think is trying to pick a fight because you don't have to play with elites to play kill team uh, the other thing that people are starting to bring up is is kill team becoming a different game is it becoming eighth edition light because original kill team was just skirmishy small models tactical fighting shooting running capturing objectives and now you can have all these elite models and they're bigger and it feels like it's 8th edition. Why wouldn't I just play 8th edition? Because Terminators aren't skirmish models. Once again, I'm going to go back to it is optional. If you don't like what Games Workshop is doing with Kill Team by adding elite models, you don't have to play. I am personally very excited. I'm really excited to see new models new opportunities, new rules, new game types, new things happen. And if it becomes a giant slug and a cluster, I'll just go back to original Kill Team. I have the original rulebook, I have all my original models, and if Elites is awful and it sucks, I just won't play it. Very simple. Uh, the, the question of, is Games Workshop trying to turn Kill Team into 8th edition? I don't think so. If they introduce vehicles then my opinion will 100% change. If there's like a new expansion called like vehicles, I will definitely shrug and raise my eyebrow because at that point we're playing, we're basically playing mini eighth edition. We're going from, you know, 1500 point lists to three, 400 point lists, or even, you know, 200 point lists. And you can bring a rhino to a skirmish game. That seems dumb. 
we'll see. I don't think Kill Team is turning into 8th edition light. I don't think Games Workshop is bribing players into playing 8th edition by starting them out with, I played the core rulebook, and then I played commanders, and then I played elites, and then I played vehicles, and then I played flyers, and then I realized I just had an 8th edition army, so screw it. I don't think that's the way they're going. Personally, I think Kill Team is still Kill Team. I think Games Workshop is very aware that it is not only popular, but it's very approachable. And I believe, as a person who, you know, spends time playing games, and I've done some development and design work and freelance other stuff for game companies, from a design and a business perspective, I would wager that Games Workshop, like I said, is aware of their player base, and what they're trying to do is give them choices. If you've ever played a board game, just imagine any designer board game. It's in your mind. You play the game. It's fun. You enjoy it. And you play it with your friends a hundred times. Okay, after that hundredth playthrough, you're probably bored. You played it. You played it over and over and over and over and over. Honestly, probably by like the 20th time you're bored. Okay, so how does that board game stay interesting? Expansions. Now, not all expansions are good. Not all expansions are bad. But imagine a board game you enjoy that has an expansion. Did you continue playing the board game? Most people would say yes. Did you have more ways to play the game? Yes. Did you feel like you had to buy the expansion if you didn't want to? That is up to you to answer that question. But I feel like most people would say yes. I, I don't think anyone feels like they were forced to buy an expansion. You know, the, the developer or publisher grabbed you by your collar and said, Buy this or we'll kill your family! you probably bought the expansion because you enjoyed the game and you wanted to see what the expansion had to offer. I feel like Kill Team is not too different in that aspect. Here's the core game. Here's the board game, whatever you want to imagine it to be. Oh boy, this is fun. There's a bunch of asymmetrical factions I can play. Cool. Okay, I've played Kill Team 15, 20, 30 times. It's fun. I guess I'll play with something else. Like, I'll play a different faction. Okay, this is fun. You know, you keep playing it, but it's like the same. You, you might start to get bored. All right. Here's an expansion. Oh, my gosh. Let's play with these things. These are fun. Here's another expansion. Okay, cool. So on and so forth. If you want it, you can buy it. If you enjoy it, you play with it. But it doesn't change the core concept of the game itself. So that's what I feel about Kill Team. I, I don't sincere, like I said, at this point right now, I do not sincerely think Games Workshop is trying to shoehorn us as a player base into 8th edition light. I don't feel like they're trying to get new players and then create a sub-player base of Kill Teamers and then those Kill Team players become the new generation of 8th edition. Or some people are even saying like they might be beta testing 9th edition rules. I, I don't think that's what's happening. I think this is its own game. 
I think it's its own community. It's still shared within the Warhammer universe, but it's its own separate thing. The beauty of it is if you get deep enough into Kill Team and realize, I want to play bigger, longer games, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. And that's kind of the nice thing is Kill Team is the flexible option to go wherever you want. You can start at Kill Team and end at Kill Team. You can start with the core book and go to Commanders and Elites or Elites and not Commanders or Commanders and not. Like, you can mix and match as much as you want. You can do whatever you want. And you're as free as you possibly could be. And that's not something that happens very often. Like, for example, with Magic, like you don't really get that freedom. You can't just show up buy a booster box and play from that forever like you're always forced to update and buy new packs and buy new cards and stay up to code with standard with this game you could buy the core rulebook and until they print another core rulebook that you have to buy because it's you know second edition kill team you're done like that's it super simple and i'm of the belief that this is still a very well designed and developed game because you're not limited to any specific iteration of Kill Team. Now, the last thing I definitely want to talk about with Elites is probably the more question marky, controversial, what the heck am I supposed to do topic, and that is adding new factions. Yes, I'm excited about it. The other half of that coin is I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work in standard play. And the reason why I say that is Games Workshop is a business. They need to sell products so that they can make money, so that they can pay their staff, so that they can pay for their overhead, and then produce more products, and so on and so forth. So everyone who plays Kill Team wants more factions. Um, we wanted Crute. We got Crute. wasn't super great, but we still got it. Uh, there's a lot of factions that don't exist yet in Kill Team. Cough, cough, demons. Uh, <clears throat> Sisters of Battle, blah, blah, blah. Whatever faction that you want to play that doesn't exist, it technically doesn't exist because they haven't made any kind of information for that kill team. That's just the simplest way of saying it. So, hey, Elites comes out. We're introducing a new faction, Adeptus Custodus. I don't play them. I don't know anything about them. But it is exciting that there is a new faction. So now... This kind of piggybacks onto a couple questions. Will they be core rulebook legal? I don't know. How will it work? I don't know. How will future factions work? I, I also don't know because some came in the form of a white dwarf. This is coming in an expansion. This is one of those things where I'm not sure how Games Workshop plans on making these uh, new factions, quote-unquote, standard tournament legal. And so if you... Now, this does go in tandem with people saying, well, now you have to buy all these rule books to play the game. The only place I would agree with that is if you want to play Adeptus Custodus. Yes, you would have to buy the Elite's rule book to play with this faction. Personally, I have a couple of thoughts on that. First of all, uh, I don't think it's super prohibitive because we're all used to paying for codexes and, you know, that's just something we do. If you're playing in big games with 8th edition, you buy the rulebook, you buy the codex, 
and then you buy all your models. So this isn't too different. Like, it was really nice that the core rulebook and the codexes were all wrapped into one. Games Workshop could have been ruthless and said you have to buy a rulebook and you have to buy your individual faction codex, which they didn't do. So I am very grateful for that. But it's one faction. It's not a super popular faction. I mean, in my opinion, I I have never seen an Adeptus Custodus army on the table. I could be wrong, depending on where you live and what your meta looks like. But this is a good thing that, like I said, Games Workshop is expanding the kill team options with more factions. However, they're putting it inside of an expansion instead of a white dwarf. And a white dwarf is $10, where this is probably 40 I would assume the expansion is probably 40 unless they do something crazy with commanders where you have to buy the box set and the cards and it's 60 Meh. So we'll see how that works out. But that would be like the only good bad thing about this, I guess, quote unquote bad thing, is if you want to play Adeptus Custodus, you have to buy the book. That does kind of suck. But I am of the belief that there will be an entry for the Adeptus Custodus that's very clean, very clear cut that shows you, you know, if you're playing with the core rulebook, you can play with these. If you're playing, I, I'm, they might even have a commander entry, you know, so it's like, hey, if you're playing with the core rules, here's what's available. If you're playing with elites, these open up. If you add a commander, this opens up. And then if they do it that way, that's kind of a bargain because you could essentially buy, this is all speculation, but you can essentially buy this book and you have everything you need so you avoided buying the commander's rulebook you could just bum your friend's core rulebook and so if you wanted to play adeptus custodus you could in theory just this is a theory you could just buy the elite's rulebook and you have everything you need so like going forward that could be a neat thing games workshop does when they introduce a new faction they also introduce all of the peripheral stuff you need inside of that book. So if there's elites and vehicles and flyers and commanders, and they're like, oh, here's Sisters of Battle, then that faction might have all the information for all of those expansions. I, I don't know. It's speculation. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but because Games Workshop has been so smart about how they market and produce their content it would be very bizarre for them to say hey here's all this information for vanguard space marines from shadow spear and then here's adeptus custodus but it's only elites there's no core rulebook stuff so you can only play them if you're playing elites so you can never play them if you're playing with a core rulebook and there's no commander entry question mark like that just to me that seems very backwards from what we've seen from games workshop so once again it is all speculation but I would think Games Workshop is smart enough to put all the relevant information for a new faction into this rulebook that is much more expensive than a white dwarf. We'll leave it at that. All right, last but not least, there are two known new Kill Team Elite expansion boxes. We have uh, Tooth Ripper's Crew and the Fractal Blades. It's a box expansion. As we've said previously before, if you don't previously own these, it's well worth the money. If you already own the models, eh, I probably wouldn't waste my money, to be very honest. We'll wait and see what actually comes in the boxes, because Games Workshop only previewed 
the artwork so we don't actually know how many models what terrain what specialisms what new rules we, we don't know any of those things we just have pictures of boxes so we'll see what happens it is cool to see the thousand suns get their own box uh, it is weird to see the orcs get a second box but eh, it is what it is i mean i'm not gonna complain there's nothing i can do games workshop knows what they're doing i would assume and you know that's that so that is my uh those are my thoughts on elites and now i know i said earlier on in the show that we actually had a guest coming on to talk about lvo and that's actually what's really exciting this week because i was sick last week we're actually going to be releasing two separate shows surprise so the second part of this week's show is going to be chuck e coming on to talk about necrons and his third place at lvo so surprise we're going to have two episodes coming out this week one talking about gamma and one talking about lvo competitive stuff necrons all kinds of really interesting and insightful stuff for those of you who are competitive players. So we're going to wrap up this first episode for, I guess you could call it part one of two. And uh, I'm really excited to have Chuck on. He was a lot of fun to talk to. Very intelligent, very great guest. Uh, and oh, I'm so excited to, to show that interview off and let people listen to him. So we're going to wrap this show up and I'm going to go edit the second episode so you can listen to two shows this week. Haha. <laughs> Anyways, as we get on out of here, as always, we have a Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone who has been supporting the show. It has been an honor to have each and every one of you participate. If you are listening and you enjoy this content and you want to hear more, please check out our Patreon. You'll have links in the show notes. You can check out uh, the name Squad Tactica if you just go to Patreon and search us. We have got all kinds of rewards and benefits. We're actually just revamped the Patreon tiers just a little bit. We used to try a uh, Ask Me Anything uh, podcast, which never took off the ground because nobody asked any questions. But we are going to be starting a new, well, we have a YouTube channel, but we're actually going to start posting videos to the YouTube channel. We're going to start off with uh, once a month. At the worst, it's going to be once every two to three weeks, but we're going to start posting videos onto the YouTube channel. And if you're a Patreon, you actually get to see those videos before they get posted onto YouTube. And you can help influence what content we talk about on the next episode. So Patreons have exclusive first access to the live stream for this show. You get to hear the podcast earlier than anyone else. You get to see YouTube videos before anyone else. And there's a whole bunch of other things on the Patreon. But in all reality, your support helps make this show what it is. It helps expand it. It helps purchase better gear. It helps get me to events like Adepticon that I'm going to be going to next week. I've already got interviews with a lot of different people going to be talking about Kill Team. We're going to be talking about competitive stuff, casual stuff, painting, all kinds of uh, supplementary stuff, like fun things you can get. I'm going to be talking to vendors, uh, looking at all kinds of like, you know, dice and dice rollers and bags and trays and paints and all kinds of stuff. And because of your support, 
I can get to these events and cover more of them. The next one we're looking at, we're talking about uh, going to Nova, going to Gen Con to bring, like I said, interviews, reviews, pictures, photos, videos, all kinds of stuff. So it's going to be a very um, personalized version of these conventions for people who are focused on miniatures kill team skirmish games stuff like that so thank you to every single patreon for supporting the show and like i said if you're interested in helping us out check out the patreon links also a big shout out and thank you to our sponsors as always battle foam discount games inc battle foam makes great foam stuff that you definitely check out discount games inc has 15 percent off all of your purchases and if you're looking for a bigger discount email j at discountgamesinc.com and he can help you out with all that information so we are wrapping up the show i'm going to get out of here we will see everyone in a few moments when you listen to episode two of this week's show and thank you for joining us it has been a blast we will see everyone next time and as always remember keep on killing them